To the ladies, to the gentlemen, to the fellas, to the fellas, to the fellas. Every day that goes by, I just get more excited. I got a haircut yesterday. We got football in 13 days of this recording. By the time you're watching it, probably like 10 days. And in this video specifically, I'm going to talk to you about a fellow that you already saw in the profile pic. You already saw in the thumbnail if you're watching on YouTube. I might have made a thumbnail specifically for the podcast. I usually do that. I like to get a little bit fancy on the album covers over there, make them different than just my overall podcast thumbnail. But I got that big energy right now, and I'm ready to share with all of you. And hopefully, hopefully you guys are having some energy on your end. And if not, hopefully I can lift that up a little bit for these next 10 to 15 minutes, whatever it might be. In this specific video today, I'm going to lay out my case for Miles Sanders. Now, I know a lot of people probably don't need their case for Miles Sanders at this point, but keep in mind, the far majority of these people watching this video right now are probably just getting back into fantasy, trying to watch a quick couple of videos, get their ideas of some guys that are standing out, some breakout type players, some guys that they really should be drafting, especially in that first round to second round turn where Miles Sanders will be going. Now, in order to get out a video every single day, and I mean on the weekends as well for this football stuff, we have over 110 videos right now, probably approaching 120 in the fantasy football 2020 playlist on this YouTube channel and the podcast, totally free. So go ahead, dive into all those, check them out. But in order to get one out every single day, because I want to, as the season's getting closer get one out on the weekends as well which i've been trying to do but sometimes i only put out five a week six week now to get one out seven days a week so i went back into my video archives and i wanted to pick out a piece about miles sanders and my discussion on that this is probably from a couple of weeks back just my analysis on miles sanders nothing has really changed they haven't signed anybody in that backfield the only thing that did change was he did get a little bit of an injury in camp i mean he tweeted out earlier before the injury was released like a week earlier man you've got to be kidding me something like that then we see him not practicing at camp it's a lower body injury at first it seemed to be pretty scary Right now, though, it seems like everything is smooth. We're just awaiting him to get back into practice these last 10 days or so before the season starts. Everything else in this analysis is going to be sound. It is going to be legit, unless, of course, you have. And as I record this, I'm going to be recording about a day or two in advance to schedule it out, you know, so I could work on some other things and more videos to get out there and the NBA content and golf content I produce as well on this channel that you can also check out. Unless the Philadelphia Eagles in the next two days, which would be just my luck with the way that I have uh, been producing these videos lately and things changing, unless they sign a veteran running back, Devonta Freeman, really not much else out there at this point that would really impact just the analysis that we're having here. But in that analysis, I kind of prepare for that anyways. And basically just saying that even if Devonta Freeman signed, I'm not worried about Miles Sanders, unless they come out and say that the injury is more significant than they first thought, or he re-injures it or aggravates it, whatever it might be, he gets a new injury, right? Devonta Freeman would actually make me more worried for my shares of Boston Scott as the backup and being able to be on the field for six to eight high upside touches when it comes to the passing game role and potentially even some red zone work. So that's who would actually get the bigger hit in my opinion. Devonta Freeman has not been a good running back. And also just whoever that veteran might be, we'll have to do a little bit more analysis on them specifically, but it seems like Freeman is the best available on the market right now. Might be somebody that the Bears are actually looking at depending on how long it's going to take for David Montgomery to return. They say two to four weeks, but if it's going to be more than that or closer to four, they might need to sign a veteran because that Bears backfield is very, very shallow. So with all that said, let's get into the analysis. And before we do, like button for me, it really does help. Big subscribe button pops up on the screen. Bottom right hand corner is where you can subscribe. It helps these videos a ton of guys. It really does, fellas. If you just hit that subscribe button, if you're listening on the podcast and you hit it, it really does help my content. We just hit a thousand uploads in less than two years. I'm trying to grind out content not more than one times a day is what that comes out to, uh, sometimes two times a day, depending on what the season is and the sports going on. So if you appreciate that, if you appreciate these videos, please do hit that subscribe button. And behind me, you can see the Supreme Draft Guide. The Supreme Draft Guide right now, this is the page for it. You get a bunch of different things. The rankings, the top 150s, the key stats. It is draft season. Season, not S-E-A-S-O-N. It's season, C-Z-N. It is draft season, fellas. 
$10 right now. And this is the time to get a Supreme Draft Guide, just $10. Figure out how to do that linked down below in the description. Rankings, top 150s, 150 player profiles, key stats, databases, you know, all the types of stuff that you need, tiers, everything to dominate your draft. Go ahead and get it. Let's break down into this video for Miles Sanders. And the first profile that I would reference from the Supreme Draft Guide today, little sneak peek for all of you. In the guide is not only these profiles, but rankings, top 150s, key stats, databases, all those types of things, tiers, right? Everything that you're used to using for a draft, except the best out there. But now Miles Sanders, if you're looking at him, must draft running back in my opinion right now. But look, now he's currently going instead of getting him at the end of the second round, where I think the first video that we did, I think he might've been in that one as well. He's pretty been a staple point through all of them. Now you're going to have to get first round capital on him, but I'm fine with that because of the upside that Miles Sanders has. With Clyde Edwards-Hilaire moving into the first round, with people still willing to take Dalvin Cook, with Joe Mixon's holdout concerns kind of going away, with Derrick Henry still being a huge force in the leading rusher last year and leading attempts type of a guy, it's going to stick with a lot of people. Miles Sanders on a lot of drafts, although his ADP and the higher stakes and where a lot of the professionals are drafting is going to be somewhere around like a top 10 or top 12 pick, you're not going to be drafting with a bunch of professionals. I think that's where the fantasy football industry and all these gurus and every single analyst who looks like the exact same person on Twitter just posting a clip of stats, right? And I get it. It is very helpful, but every single person just uses the ADP as if it's going to be every single person's draft and every single subscriber's draft. No, like I understand drafts. I do drafts with my family. My dad still takes Aaron Rodgers in like the first or second round. Obviously, that's not going to be every single case when you're playing for hundreds of thousands of dollars, although we were playing for hundreds and thousands of dollars. Well, that's a different story for a different day. I think Miles Sanders in a lot of drafts, yeah, he's going to go in the first round in some, especially if people are tuned in and they're able to get him on the turn. I think that's where he's going to go more often. He'll probably slide into the second round first couple of picks pretty often in a lot of your drafts that on average out of the people watching this, he might drop if it's a 12 team league to the 14th, 15th spot when really he should be taken in that first round pick, right? The eighth pick overall, where people are probably taking the Kenyan Drake probably taking the Nick Chubbs. I'm fine going and just getting Miles Sanders in that situation if you want to. It's always open to debate to who specifically the guy is, but I'm fine there. In 2019, he only played on 53.7% of the snaps. We know what he did though. He was a rookie out of Penn State coming right out, right behind Saquon, his buddy who he got to train with and still trains with out there. And he possessed a lot of similar skill sets. There was concerns about running in between the tackles, but very good pass catchers. And that's what you were able to see last year. Fumbling concerns for sure last year for Miles Sanders was something that did spike at times, but overall nothing that really, really damaged him. Ended up producing 179 attempts for over 800 yards, six total touchdowns. And this son of a gun caught 50 balls on 53% of the snaps because, you know, Jordan Howard was there. And if we just look and quickly go on the YouTube video and zoom in on the backfield competition for this team, I mean, last year you did have Jordan Howard. He's now gone. If I zoom all the way in here, he's now gone. He played 44% of the snaps last year. He ended up having 119 carries and he also caught 10 balls, nothing major in the reception department. That's why Miles Sanders was such a beast. And the fact that they didn't really have any wide receivers last year, which as the year goes on and as the offseason goes on, probably not going to have Alshon Jeffrey. Marquise Goodwin opting out of the season because he had a newborn baby due to COVID. Totally respectable, totally responsible, probably. So uh, they're losing wide receivers as it goes. They still have starters and enough guys with all the guys they drafted, but 14.8 touches per game now gone for Jordan Howard out of this backfield. So situation where Miles Sanders obviously has the upside. And we can just talk about some of those games in which Miles Sanders started to see. And last year when he started to really pull away, just other categories categories that he led in before we get right into that. Last year, Miles Sanders, the Philadelphia Eagles, seventh most run plays. He was 36 in red zone rushing attempts, 
yards, seventh in running back receiving yards. That's pretty much a satellite back for like 50 to 70% of the season, 12th in receptions, 13 in targets. He ran behind the number one rated run blocking unit. So that's definitely due to regress. But again, his strength is going to be on the outside, not in between the tackles as much. And obviously we're catching the ball. If he gets the role that we're expecting him to get, at least that I'm expecting him to get 50 receptions as like a 50% back last year, there's an upside for Miles Sanders to obviously hit that 80 reception mark this year. If not more, if he hits the ceiling, it could be way more than that. Honestly, he can push towards the Austin Eckler type role in the receiving game for his team if he starts to see those six to eight targets a game and really is a weapon and a threat like your Alvin Kamara's, like your obviously Christian McCaffrey's, like Aaron Jones was at points last year when Devontae Adams was not on the field. Important to note that Jason Peters did re-sign with the team after originally maybe threatening some sort of retirement, re-signs with the team after Brooks gets injured and is out for the season. So they do replace Brooks with just Peters coming back. So the offensive line in general will be a little bit knocked down this year. They did add some depth in the NFL draft if I zoom in on their team additions and subtractions right here. You can just see that they ended up getting Jack Driscoll in the fourth round an offensive tackle and then Prince Diego one go in the sixth round as well. Overall though, no real ads. This right now, if I update the screenshot, this update right here, Marquise Goodwin, he's technically going to be a subtraction from the team or you can just take him off since he never played a snap for the team because of the holdout from himself. But if we were to just look at what Miles Sanders was doing last year and just overall like snap share, right? I mean, he came out his first week as a rookie and he played 55% of the snaps. So that was very good to see, but then he didn't clip 50% of the snaps until yet again, week seven in Dallas. And then he doesn't do it until his huge stretch down the final end of the season, starting in week 11 against New England, 88 and a half percent of the snaps, 91% of the snaps, 92, 55, 71.8, And then in the final week versus the Giants, 32%. That 32% final week against the Giants, he did come out in the second half due to some lower body injuries. Pretty much Boston Scott got more workload those weeks. The workload also started to increase for him as well. 88% of the snaps in that first week 11 game against New England, a very tough matchup. He sees 15 opportunities. He then sees 17 opportunities, 22 opportunities, 19, right? 25. 26 opportunities. So they started to really pick up as he became a workhorse for the final month or so of the season. And you can see right here in his 2019 stats, 14.3 touches per game went to 19.6 his final six games. Keeping in mind that his final game on the year, he only saw 14 opportunities and 12 touches because he only played 32% of the snaps due to missing like most of the second half coming on and off the field due to an injury. Because that's important to keep in mind because if you factor out week 17 and only look at weeks 11 through 16, which is a six game sample, now you're going to get Miles Sanders if you just take out that final week of the year and put in his week 11 performance, he's going to be averaging closer to 20 plus touches per game, which is very important and very insightful. And in these games, the PPR monster in himself started to come out. You ended up seeing during the final month or so of the season, five, four, six, five receptions in those four weeks, obviously very beneficial from a fantasy standpoint. So Miles Sanders is a guy that, yeah, I'm not expecting 20 plus touches per game out of him. Although if his receiving role does become four to five receptions a game, it's very likely, especially in the game scripts that we're thinking for Philadelphia an improved defense and definitely an improved secondary adding Derek. Slay, who I think is going to be a big piece for them, but also was outside the top 100 cornerbacks last year. I think it's just going to be an improvement from what they had, but don't, don't get a twist. Darius Slay is not the same Darius Slay that you're thinking of. He was very bad last year, and a lot of people think that he wasn't. And then they're also adding Nikel Robbie Coleman in the slot, probably the best addition of the entire offseason, in my opinion, for any team. A $1 million contract to improve their slot cornerback position is very good. The backfield competition is a thing that you have to worry about. Everybody's waiting for a veteran running back to sign here. I don't care if Devonta Freeman signs here. Why am I going to be worried if Devonta Freeman signs with the Philadelphia Eagles? Boston Scott is a better running back than Devonta Freeman. So Devonta Freeman's very inefficient ways after injuries and after just being, I mean, injured the last two years is the big thing. And not being productive the last year and a half to two years because of those injuries and just old age. Why am I worried about that behind Miles Sanders when there's actually a productive back behind him last year in Boston Scott, who would actually probably, if anything, siphon off more work. Look, Boston Scott's probably going to command 30% of the backfield tar- touches overall. And the snap share if there's no other running back started. I don't know why the Eagles want to grab another running back. They added Elijah Holyfield, who has no snaps in the NFL. They added another running back as their third 
third string in Corey Clement. I think that's decent enough depth in my opinion. Austin Scott was somebody else who started to kind of break out a little bit down the stretch. Really week 14 was when he started. He had, he went from week 14, having 16 touches, 13, nine. And then the final week when there was no Miles Sanders, when he got hurt and then limited, he ends up seeing 24 touches. And that's when he popped off. He saw 24 total touches when you factor in four receptions, 138 yards and three touchdowns that week. He was the RB2 with 35.8 fantasy points. But during that time, he finishes a top five running back two out of his last four weeks. In week 14 versus the Giants, he had 128 yards on 16 total touches. Six of them were receptions, so a very good pass catching back. And he finished with 24.8 points, which was fifth. So I don't know why the Eagles, or at least people are speculating that the Eagles want to go and get a backup running back. It makes no sense to me. It makes literally zero sense that they would want to get a backup running back in, in the form of a inefficient veteran in the guys that were on the waivers in terms of LaShawn McCoy, who was at least a little bit more efficient, but LaShawn McCoy, uh, Carlos Hyde, all these guys, Lamar Miller, who didn't even play last year. And I think he's probably a cut candidate, even though he did sign with the Patriots. I think he's still likely to get cut. It makes no sense to me that you're trying to fill out a guy. And I guess he fits a similar mold to Miles Sanders because he caught six, seven, six, and four balls the final four weeks of the season. So yeah, this guy is definitely a weapon. This guy is definitely somebody you probably want to own. And if anything, he would be the only concern for me for Miles Sanders. I think the line's still fine. I think the defense is going to improve, which forces more positive game scripts. I think his reception upside of the 80 plus range is huge in a ceiling year. And I just don't think there's that much competition outside of Boston Scott, who I will mind you, he was just one month of the season. It's a small sample. I think it's probably going to be good, but a six round pick out of Louisiana Tech is not the type of guy I think is going to surpass Miles Sanders, who showed his draft capital of a second round pick out of Penn State was definitely deservingly so. All right, so now that you got all educated on Miles Sanders, I hope that you have a fantastic rest of your day. I hope that you're ready. I hope if you're in the end of the first beginning of the second round, you can snag this man and Miles Sanders, especially in the second round. Like if you go and get yourself a Joe Mixon in the first round, you go and get yourself whoever you might like a little bit more in the first round. Maybe you get and you fall Dalvin Cook to like pick eight or nine, and then at your turn, you can end up getting Miles Sanders. Or maybe you don't have to go back to back running backs. Maybe you're picking 12th overall and you go Miles Sanders, and then that 13th overall, you got Devontae Adams or Julio Jones if Adams is off the board already. Bam. You just got a number one wide receiver and a number one running back in back-to-back picks and potentially the number one at their positions if it's Adams or Jones and Miles Sanders with the upside that he has to be finishing in the top three if not number one overall depending on what happens this season with his injury early on so thank you so much for tuning in be sure to check out the supreme draft guide if you would like to do so it is linked down below you can figure out how you can get it for just ten dollars like button for me one time before you go subscribe button in the bottom right hand corner take a second of time before you go to do that and have a fantastic rest of your day everybody I will see you in the next one